This is Jared with Lefty's Precision Rifle Podcast. Episode 19, this is going to be an update. It's uh, been a little while, hadn't been on here for a while, so I figured I'd get on here and give you an update, what's coming, what's been going on. Um, took some time off work, took some leave, went to Missouri, hunted with a rifle hunted with a friend, shot a few doe and a small buck, a management duck buck out there. I uh, used my six creed more that I've been working up. That was basically my coyote gun, but I took it along. Worked real good. Happy with that. So got back, got the freezer filled. And figured I'd update you guys on what's coming, what's going on. So uh, some other stuff I've been working on. I got that Night Force NX8 with the Mill XT reticle that I got from Chris with Kansas Arm Supply. That came in while I was out. So I got that hooked up on the comp rifle. Been out shooting that and absolutely love it. I was shooting a Razor Gen 2, and to me, I, I couldn't afford the the ATACR at attacker, however you're gonna say it. I couldn't af- afford the attacker at the time, so I went to NX8, and I'm loving it. So, a couple differences I've noticed. Uh, I think it's clearer from uh, edge to edge than the Razor Gen 2 was, especially when you start getting up in the magnification but um, uh, another big thing is the parallax Uh, for me obviously this is all for me so it'd be different for other folks but for me when i'm shooting the the gen 2 anything over 500 yards maybe 600 i was just maxing out the the parallax i just turn it to the infinite and leave it um I got the <clears throat> I got the NX8 zeroed, then started shooting at the 800 yard targets out at the range, and actually noticed that I still have more parallax past 800. I could I could dial it in, make it real clear, and then I could actually dial past it and fuzz it out again. So that's definitely something I think is going to help. Uh, I could I could really get that 800 yard sight picture clear with that NX8. So. That's a big difference. Um, I also was able to uh, see Trace that day I was out there. It's pretty cool, so it's nice. Not a lot of wind. I'm shooting prone. I was actually able to watch Trace, which is the first time I've been able to see Trace as the shooter. Obviously, I can see Trace when I'm looking through my binoculars or laying beside a shooter. I didn't have that much trouble with the Razor, but this is the first time I've actually been able to watch it, notice it, track it while shooting. So that might be the NX-8. That might be the everything else I've done to the rifle, just switching to the dasher and the heavier, longer barrel, the foundation stock. It could be just a combination of everything, but it's definitely noticeable. The only con or thing I don't like as much about the NX-8 as I liked <clears throat> about the Gen 2, sorry, something in my throat, um, is when so I had the zero set my gun sped up a little bit since I've been shooting it I got almost 300 rounds on it now like 260 270 might go shoot it again today get some get some more practice in it's supposed to be in the 50s but anyway the thing I don't like about the NX8 as much as I liked about the Razor Gen 2 was re-zeroing after zero set, zero stop is set. 
on the Razor Gen 2, I just popped the lid off, popped the cap off the elevation, undo the screws that had, still had marks underneath so I could turn a tenth of a mil, half a tenth. It wasn't clicks. Well, unless I'm doing it wrong on the Night Force, I've got to pop the cap off, loosen the um, collar for the zero stop, put the cap back on it, and then turn it so I know how many tenths I'm going one way or the other, and then take it back off and tighten it. Not quite as easy, is it? A game changer? No. I'm, I'm going to stick with the Night Force just because, the, like I said, it's clear. I like the parallax better. Um, but if, if I was keen for a day and I could change that, I would definitely make it to where you pop that, that Night Force cap off and you still had the the hash marks underneath so you could see how much you're turning without the the elevation cap on it. Not a game changer, just something I noticed that I I definitely I didn't realize that I liked better on the on the razor. Um I, I talked some about the updates on the rifle. Like I said, I said previously I went to Foundation um Genesis 2 stock, really like that. Put an APA Gen 3 Fat Bastard Brake on. Really digging that. I also put on a ATS tuner. I've had it sitting here for two or three months. In fact, Chad borrowed it for a little while and used it. Because I still had the BR set up. Um, I put that on. I haven't tinkered with it at all yet. It's just on the rifle right now. Uh, using the Burger 109s, I really like them. Seems like they aren't getting disturbed by the wind near as much as the 105s were, but I am shooting these faster than I was shooting the 105s with the BR, so that's going to make a difference. Let's see. Also using the Alpha, o Alpha OCD Brass. Can't talk this morning. Uh, got a buddy that knows some Alpha folks and was able to get 200 pieces of the OCD, I think almost, well, earlier than anybody that was buying it on the market. I mean, the test, the guys they had testing had it, but otherwise he was able to pick some up real early. He got 200 pieces and actually ended up giving me a, well, sold me a hundred pieces of what he paid for it. So I've been using that to get break in done. Really haven't done load development too much yet. Just because I'm waiting on 500 pieces from, from Swanee's. So that's, that order has been in quite some time so waiting for that to really get all those fire formed. One thing I did notice with that Alpha OCD brass it's still the shoulder is still pretty rounded so I, I found a load that shoots pretty good basically fire forming that really sharpens up the shoulder so I found a, a, a decent node that is working with that so that's what I'm going to use to basically fire form those 500 pieces but I'll, I'll shoot them over a weekend at a comp or whatever because they, they are they're shooting good um, I think of my 800 yard test that I did, uh, I ended up having like 1.9 inch of vertical and then there, there was some wind. So I had like five or six inches of wind, but not bad, especially for me shooting at 800 yards with fire form and some grip, some brass. So pretty happy with that. I'll shoot that in a competition and get those, uh, pieces from Swanee's sized up once they come in. Hopefully they come in soon so I start shooting them, get ready because so I'll have these hundred pieces there. 
they're going to be on their their third reload here after today if I get out. So get a couple couple hundred more pieces work up. Um, some other cool gear that I I've, I've got that I'm looking forward to is my I've had it for a while my uh, tripod fanny pack that's from uh, Ridge Precision puts that out I'll put a link in here and tag them on the Facebook page oh yeah if you're on a member of the Facebook page or following on Instagram check that out is that's how I put up my updates unless you got notifications when you're listening to podcasts but um, the fanny pack is awesome it's a it's basically a fanny pack a small little pack with a zipper on it you put in on the bottom of your tripod it holds I put my Kestrel in there while we're walk while I'm walking around the competitions I put a marker in there dope card just little stuff that it'll hold um, it's still set up like a hammock so where you can put stuff on there I put my uh, Armageddon Gears medium <coughs> bag shooting bag on there just for a little bit of weight whenever I'm not using it so it still works as a as a hammock or whatever you want to call them other ones. Um, I just saw Armageddon gear just came out with it's like a board or it's even bigger than the fanny pack. Takes up one one side of your tripod. Check those out. Those are that looks badass. Um, quite a bit more expensive than the fanny pack, and I probably won't end up using one even though it looks good. I wouldn't mind having one because my tripod's blown over. In this Kansas wind with a weight on it with the uh, fanny pack and a weight on that fanny pack so I can only imagine putting that on there if you haven't seen it look it up on Armageddon gear they're on Facebook Instagram it basically covers one one tripod leg to another so in Kansas that would end up being a sale and so it's out for me I know probably some of the southeast guys that don't get a lot of wind or anybody else that doesn't get a lot of wind it's probably gonna be real cool for them Wish I could use it, but <clears throat> stick with that Ridge Precision fanny pack. Um, another Ridge Precision uh, piece of gear that I got that I can't wait to use is their leash. So it's a QD mount on one side that'll attach to your rifle. Just a small little deal of webbing they sew up, three or four inches. And then either it comes with a carabiner, you put your own carabiner on. And then you hook it to your backpack and carry your rifle that way. So I plan on using that just because by the time we got some places that we're walking, if you walk from stage, whatever it is, we'll say stage 10 is your last stage, back up to stage one. Some of our places you got a quarter mile walk or even a half mile walk maybe. So instead of carrying a tripod, carrying a rifle, I'm going to QD mount my rifle, put it on my backpack, and then just leave my, arm, my arms free to carry my tripod so <clears throat> that's the idea behind it hopefully that works out pretty good I can't wait to use that that's another Ridge Precision product bought both of those trying to get the word out they're pretty pretty cool pieces of kit so I'm using them trying to try a new new backpack one that I've had laying around other than just an old military one that I had that everything falls to the bottom and doesn't have any structure to the backpack. It's just kind of a wet sack. <clears throat> so, that's about it. Let's see. Uh, I got in on the Black Friday sales. Of course, they got me. Area 419 got me, or 419, however you want to say to them. So, I got another powder cup. Mike, Mike had mentioned on 
previous episode about making two cups for his uh, scale. So I'm going to try that. I've already already had one uh, powder cup, Airy 419, so I'll give you another one, see if I can't match them up, get them to set weigh the same, and then swap those up, speed that up a little bit. And I've been using a plastic powder funnel since I started reloading, even when I was in Alaska, so 10, 12 years ago. I've been using that this whole time, just one of the cheap universals. <coughs> well, with the dasher, it doesn't sit down all the way on the neck, so i got to shake it a little bit because kernels of powder will sit between the funnel and on top of the rim, the mouth of the brass. And so I'd have to just shake it a little bit, get them all to fall in there. Well, had enough of that. They got me on the Black Friday with a couple bucks off, so I got their funnel kit Give that a shot. Otherwise, I actually did pretty well on Black Friday. Holding off on buying a bunch of stuff. Um, let's see. Like I said, this one's going to be quick. Uh, I still have the SAP Short Axe Precision Sling that uh, Jake Sure and Surefire Arms put forward for the Pay It Forward. No one, no one threw their name in the hat for that one or tagged anybody, so I'm going to keep that. I think. Uh, I'll bring that. I'm not going to keep it for me. I'm going to keep it for a future episode to pay it forward. I think once spring comes back around, people start getting back into it. People will need a sling or somebody will need a sling. So keep that on the back burner. It's hanging up in the, on my reloading bench. We'll be putting that back up on here for a pay it forward. Hopefully I can get Jake back on. We'll do it. Do it when I have him on for a, a gunsmith episode or something like that. So... Got that coming. Let's see. Oh, Chad, Chad, Chris, and I are all going to uh, RO the finale in Oklahoma. Actually, next weekend. It's Saturday the 5th right now. So next Saturday. So my next episode might be a little bit late. Not as late as this one. Not two to three weeks. But be a little bit late. Probably get try and coax them to come on and, and do a, a finale episode. See if I can't interview anybody down there while we're out some of the shooters while we're down there <clears throat> get some input that, that'll be a good time I haven't ever been to Justin Watts's range and shot though Chad and Chris both have they've shot down there I've never been down there shot RO shoot RO any of it so hopefully I'll get down there have a good time get back down there and shoot sometime but definitely gonna be cool with the finale I don't be an awesome one to, to RO um, let's see future episode that's gonna be a future episode also, I'm going to have Ryan Moles on. I got, I got a hold of him. going to have him on just because he's been shooting a long time. See what he's got to say. New shooters and whatnot. And as a range owner. So I want to get range owner um, side of the story. I think, I, I know I have. I'm sure other people have. Just talking about trying to find a piece of land, throw up a bunch of targets, and then you got a range. Well, try and get his perspective on, on owning and range, having members, what all what all it entails comes down to some stuff that we don't think about just the regular shooter and obviously without without them I wouldn't I wouldn't be shooting I'm shooting out at Derek Love's place so definitely a shout out to the range owners um, also so this one uh, I'll give a little bit of detail on it I've got got a hold of one of the uh, I think He's one of the best coyote hunters I've seen. When I think of 
the great coyote hunters, there's like three or four of them that I can name off. This guy's definitely on the list. Um, he's somewhat local. He's out of Missouri, so you guys might figure out who it is. I'm not going to mention any names yet. I've already made contact with him. He said he would come on. Uh, I'm going to try and get him out here to actually coyote hunt, too, so we can get some episodes. If you're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, you probably know who I'm talking about, especially talking about he's somewhat local out of Missouri. He does come over to Kansas hunt. Goes out to Colorado, hunts coyotes. Um, like I said, I'll hold off a little bit till I get in a firm. I've already made contact with him. He said he'd, he's more than willing to come on, more than willing to come out and shoot some coyotes. So definitely stoked about that. I've been watching him kill coyotes before I was in this whole precision rifle piece. He shoots a six creed right now, I think. So he and he does some hand loading. So we'll have I have him on. We'll definitely be talking majority of coyotes, but we'll definitely get into the precision rifle piece because he's he's got some videos. He's popped some out there, hundreds of yards. So it ought to be a good time. It's it's cool. He's got a lot of energy, and he he's used to being on camera and being on the computer. So that'll be. That one I'm looking forward to, if you can't tell. Um, it's really all I've got for updates. Uh, one other thing, I, I don't know if I wouldn't really call it clearing it up, but I've had people contact me, you know, asking about uh, why should I listen to your episode instead of someone else's. I apologize now if that's the way I've come across. I definitely don't think you should be listening to only my episode or only my podcast, not anybody else's. I'm learning right along with the majority of the people that are listening on here. That's why I started this thing. So if that was the vibe or if that's what I'm, I'm putting off, I apologize. I wasn't my intent at all. Um, so some of the, the other podcasts and that I like that I listen to is a uh, precision rifle media. Give them a listen. The ones I really like Mac or max ordinate. Um, he puts on, you know, he's, He's a great shooter, and uh, he's extremely truthful as far as pro shooter, amateur shooter. Like he, he tells it like it like it is. Talks about some of the prize tables and some of his stuff, and it. He's pretty legit. Obviously, VP Precision. I picked that. Listen to that as every episode. Um, JTAC, the Oklahoma boys are are coming out. They've got training. I want to get down there. They're training sometime, but they're coming out with a. A podcast they just had their first episode kind of how they all started definitely need to listen to that um, let's see who else I'm sure I'm forgetting some others I don't have my I have my phone on me here I've got a I subscribe to them on on uh, iTunes so they pop up I listen to them at work Vorcast, Vortex Nation podcast I listen to some of their stuff they get into some stuff I don't listen to all, all the time Shooter's Mindset I listen to them like I said, Precision Rifle Media, Everyday Sniper, Modern Day Sniper, uh, Precision uh, Shooting Podcast, Precision Rifle Podcast, Just F and Send It, um, the O'Neill Ops guys, there's some more Coyote Hunters, they got a Predator Hunter Podcast, I listen to them, uh, Coyote Calling Academy, that's more of a Coyote, obviously calling podcast, I listen to them. Uh, long range addicts that's another one I've got in my library that notifies me so give go give them all a listen I definitely like I said I've had a few people ask me that so I don't I don't know if that's just assumptions or I'm somehow I've I've give off that vibe that you should only be listening to me by no means 
is that my intention? So, like I said, go listen to VP and Max Orton at JTAC when they start getting on here. They'll be giving you tons of info. Um, really, I think that's it. Let me check my notes here. Like I said, this is going to be a short one. Just felt like I hadn't been on here in forever. But it was definitely nice to uh, get away from work for a while. Work's been crazy. It's end of, end of the year stuff and doing uh, awards, end of the year awards and uh, evaluations. So been a real pain at work so haven't been able to do any episodes I've recorded a couple episodes of work there's no way I could do any of that so like I said some leave I got some more leave coming up like I'm gonna go to out <clears throat> I uh, bow hunt and rifle hunt a place here in Kansas where I trade the farmer working his cattle for me able to hunt on private land so I've got lucky enough to get some private land in Missouri that I hunted on and private land here in Kansas I hunt on so I'll be going out and doing that later this week and then go straight from there down to Oklahoma to RO the finale. So I've got some more leave. Retirement's starting to, starting to look a lot better. <laughs> this time off was nice. My buddy I went to in Missouri's place, he's, he was in the military with me. He's retired, retired. Got a nice place to hunt. Got his own nice place. Really uh, starting to feel that, but it'll be another 20 years before I can do it. But he, getting that retirement bug move on try something new but anyway start rambling on um like i said got at least three episodes planned out upcoming apologize for making this one so long thanks for listening give updates on here if you listen to podbean or listen on itunes or join the facebook group follow on instagram you'll see updates and I'll try and post some pictures and get stuff from the finale when, when I've got a chance. Usually when you end up ROing or shooting a competition, you don't take many pictures. But try to get those taken and keep you guys abreast of what's happening down there. But otherwise, give me the feedback. feedback. Oh, man. Give me the feedback. Let me know what's going on and uh, what you guys want to hear about. But I've got a couple episodes lined up, like I said. So hopefully it's all well. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Good Christmas. And uh, we'll get back at it here next week after the finale. Thanks for listening.